0: This is the Concealed Carry Podcast, episode number 238. And welcome to the Concealed Carry Podcast, part of the ConcealedCarry.com network. I am your host, Riley Bowman. Today, I am bringing to you a special episode, uh, an interview that uh, we were We had the privilege of doing together with two very special people, and I'm just excited to introduce you to them in just a minute. Many of you probably don't know these individuals, the husband and wife team, okay? They are some of the best people in the world, and I'm excited to introduce you to them and bring them on here in just a minute. But first, today's episode is brought to you by our currently going on Happy Birthday America sale. Uh, This is uh, coming to you just before Independence Day, and... We are running, as is our our custom now, we do an annual Independence Day sale. So that is running right now. It's live. You're not going to want to miss it. Uh, did a special announcement last episode. If you look at the podcast feed, just the last episode is a special announcement about the sale, what's going on during the sale, so all the specifics are in there. So you're not going to want to miss it. Just a reminder that we have some doorbuster-type uh, uh not really prizes, but but products available for sale that are 75% off that are, I mean, it'll blow your mind. Okay, These are, these are things that we are likely mo- losing money off of or on. <laughs> Just, you know, we want to give back to uh, many of you, and this is the way we do it, or at least one of the ways we do it, I hope. So the 1776 Glock giveaway, we got a custom-built, custom-designed, amazing-looking, uh, very America-feeling uh, Glock 17. Uh, built in America, just so you guys know, built in Smyrna, Georgia. We wouldn't uh, give away a gun for Independence Day that uh, was built overseas or something. <laughs> so, 1776 o'clock, that's part of this sale going on. Uh, entries for that are it, basically any Guardian Nation members that are signed up by July 5th, 11.59pm. So, that that would give you a free entry into the giveaway. And that's that's where you get your chance to perhaps win a very, very cool uh, custom Glock. Anyway, Happy Birthday America sale going on right now. HappyBdayAmerica.com Go check it out now. Honorary sponsors of today's episode and they're honorary because well, that's what they are. And We're so pr- pleased and privileged to have been, uh, been partnered up with a couple of companies that made today's episode po- possible. Uh, first and foremost, that would be Fioki Ammunition. Uh, This interview that I'm I'm about to introduce to you and play back for you was recorded at Fioki Ammunition's booth at the NRA show earlier, just a couple months, like two months ago now. Uh, So thank you so much, Fioki, for being so warm and inviting and welcoming to us and having us there for several hours over two days uh, recording different interviews with people in your booth. Uh, Understanding that, you know, when you (laughs) have... Folks probably don't realize that when these trade shows are going on, you know, the NRA show or SHOT show or some of these others. These people, these companies pay for these booths uh, and they are not cheap. And real estate is at a premium. They've got to fit so many different things in those booths to, you know, present their company in the best light possible and to showcase everything they want to show. And so they are awesome and incredible and amazing when they allow us to come in for just a little bit even, and you know we're thankful for every little, you know, minute or second that we can get in those booths and record interviews like this. So thank you so much, Fioki and Buell over there at Fioki. We, we appreciate you very much. And Buell, it he plays a special role in the podcast in an upcoming episode. It'll publish here very soon, uh, where he is uh, my honorary co-host on the on the show. So uh, and some of you that longtime listeners of the podcast will know who I'm talking about. Buell Collins. He's been on the podcast before. He's a good dude. Uh, he's the marketing uh, uh, manager over there at uh, Fioki ammunition so thank you Fioki guys I've been shooting Fioki's 12 uh, gauge round for my for my three gun shotgun uh, for the last uh, couple of months now and I have been super super impressed now there was a time where I couldn't get that ammo to run totally reliably in my shotgun but I made a couple of modifications to the shotgun where it is it is running like a champ now and I've just been very pleased I've been Running the uh, 12 gauge, it's a it's a two and three quarter dram load. It's a one ounce uh, 7.5 shot at 1170 fps, and it is super soft shooting. It patterns very well out of my gun with my particular sh- choke. And I'm shooting this in my Stoger M3K, which is which is a gun that's built for a three gun. Anyway, I've been incredibly impressed with. Uh, Fiocchi ammunition shooting dynamics this particular load and I'm sh- I know all their other stuff is really great too this is this one works great in my gun and I plan on sticking with it for the time being uh, so anyway check out Fiocchi ammunition fiocchiusa.com is the website f i o c c h i usa.com is where you can uh, learn out learn a- more about all the different loads and you know, chamberings and everything that Fioki has. I mean, they've got pistol ammunition, they got rifle ammunition, shotgun ammunition, of course. I've, I, that I've just been talking about, and I've shot their pistol and rifle ammunition as well. In fact, I just picked some up yesterday at uh, Cabela's, and that's one of the best places I've found, at least for me, uh, to pick up Fioki ammunition. Unless you go online, uh, Cabela seems to always have a pretty good selection of uh, Fioki ammunition. So. Another, I guess that's a little a little plug for Cabela's, but uh, anyway, and so with that, let me introduce to you today's episode. Today's episode uh, is an interview we did at the NRA Annual Meetings and Exhibits with two very special people. This is Ryan and Diana Muller, husband and wife, uh, dream team, I will say, <laughs> uh, because uh, the Ryan and Diana are just incredible shooters. Uh, they're both professional three gunners. Uh, they've worked long and hard at, uh, getting to the level that they're at. Um, Diana is a retired police officer and had a marvelous career, uh, doing that for quite a time until she decided to to go pro as a shooter, uh, basically full time. And Ryan, he actually does a lot of, uh, Uh, consulting and stuff for F1 Firearms. Uh, He's an engineer by trade and really understands the finer details of what goes into making a modern firearm work. And those of you that are familiar with FN Firearms, you'll know what I I mean by, they are some of the coolest guns out there. And I frankly wish I could afford one. (laughs) So uh, F1 Firearms really got its, uh, you know, people recognize them by the cuts that they do in the receivers of the gun. They they got some amazing looking uh, rails that that go on the guns as well. I mean, the whole guns, everything about the guns are designed to be lightweight and fast. Uh, And they they seem to really accomplish that mission very well. Um, I know you can see F1 Firearms demoed all the time on the Demolition Ranch channel on YouTube. Um, They got a a deal with uh, Matt over there. So anyway... Ryan and Diana, great people. They know a lot about how to shoot well and shoot fast. Obviously, this can be a very much more of a competition-focused episode today. the day. I know that generally we try to be very self-defense oriented on the podcast, but there's still things that can be learned that have application from the competition world as well as in the self-defense shooting world. And so that's the context that I always try to keep in mind is that when, especially when I'm training for, practicing for, or shooting in competition matches, is that what I'm working on for these matches most times is the shooting fundamentals. What am I doing with my gun, with my hands, with my stance, with my sights, with my trigger, all that stuff. All of the, the basics about shooting that gun and shooting it well, that's the context of the competition world many of that of those things can translate over into i mean you shoot a gun much the same way in a self defense context as you do in a competition one so it's my pleasure now to introduce you to Ryan and Diana uh they and by the way big 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 props to Diana who just recently returned from the uh, Ipswich World Shotgun Shoot held over in France just a few weeks ago. Actually, about a month ago now. I think that was getting kicked off. And she uh, won gold there, and also, I believe, silver. Uh, I think gold was the women's team gold, and she placed second in the ladies' division uh, for her particular shotgun division over there as well. So congrats to her. That's a huge accomplishment. Lena Michalik, who has also been on the podcast, she, she took the ladies' gold. Uh, and then also, this was really cool, by the way. Uh, I met last year shooting at a match uh, and actually shooting on the same squad with her and with Ryan and Diana. Uh, I met this little 14-year-old girl, girl at the time. Her name is Dakota Overland. And she is amazing. You know, this 14-year-old girl, and she just she shot lights out that whole match. And every other time I've seen her since then, she just is killing it out there. She also had an incredible opportunity as a 14 year old to go over there and shoot in the IPSC world shotgun championship. And she placed third in the ladies division, which is just an incredible accomplishment for a young lady like that. So in case you didn't notice we had in the, uh, I think it was the standard shotgun division, uh, we had three women from the U.S. that just cleaned house on that podium, first, second, and third at the world shoot. So a huge congrats in order to them and especially to Diana. So it, the cool thing is that we interviewed her before the world shoot for the podcast here today. You'll hear that mentioned a little bit, and I'm just happy to report that she came back victorious from that experience. So with that, let's play back this interview now, and I'll catch you on the other side for a brief outro. Hey, guys. Uh, I'm sitting here at the NRA Annual Meetings uh, Show, uh, 2018, Dallas, Texas. Uh, we're at the Fiocchi booth still. Uh, thanks to Fioki for hosting us at the Concealed Carry Podcast. My next guests... I am pleased to introduce as Diana and Ryan Moeller, and thank you guys for being a part of this.
1: Thank you. Uh, do you feel like he's like on day fifteen of this show? Because yeah. I really feel like I need a little bit more energy from <gasps> yep. you, Riley. I'm sorry. <laughs> Can like, we start I, that I accepted, over? Yeah, like, uh, bam! Hey, yeah, uh, I'm at the uh, NRA. <laughs> blah blah. Yeah, yeah. And these people. We. I think their name. Yeah. No. Yeah. Thanks for woop, having woop, us. Appreciate woop. it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Boy, I got called out there. My goodness. <laughs> uh yeah you know what guess what here's the deal what's the uh, deal i had my fifth kid three weeks ago
1: wow i understand completely I, I, enough did, said did, did i am running naturally
0: you have an epidural enough yeah i had the kid right did yeah you? it's just no. yeah
1: congratulations I, I had to go to
0: china to get that you know procedure done congratulations yeah. and <laughs> enough
1: said i won't give you a hard time because um, i i feel i i feel exactly how you feel
0: oh thanks so um hey guys i You know, we talked a while ago about uh, actually having you on the podcast, and uh, it's been too long. So, you get busy, and, you know, next thing you know, almost another year has flown by. It's Half
1: half the year is almost gone. Yeah. I try
2: not to think about it, because sometimes it's almost depressing that your year is almost halved over. Yeah. Yep. But, yeah, no, it's busy, and it, but it's good to catch up with you. It's good to finally sit down and get to do this. So we're yeah. excited about it.
0: appreciate you. Yeah. And, and, you know, I was just honored that it, it seemed to work out very nicely that when we reached out to Buell, said, hey, Buell, we'd love to, you know, do some podcasting from your booth. and." makes sense to have Diana of course uh, Fioki sponsored shooter Ryan you also shoot their shot shells now correct which is uh, you know they're great rounds right it's
1: it's uh, Fioki has been an amazing not only are they amazing products but they're amazing people and an amazing partnership so yep. I'm very um, I'm very 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 thrilled to be a part of the Fioki family uh, I can tell you that their ammo is has you know, I didn't know a whole lot about Fioki when I when I first came over here, and um, it was one of those things that I had to try to see if this was going to work. And um, so I have been thrilled—the accuracy, the reliability—I'm um, just floored, yeah. honestly, uh, across the board too. Because usually, you know, some some companies are not even, uh, let's say. Uh, a rifle company that and, and has a rifle, handgun, they might excel in one area, but this, this, all of their platforms excels and, and performs yep. amazingly for us in our in our world.
0: Yeah, good. What's your favorite load? I mean, so, and, and for folks that don't know, by the way, I guess we probably ought to have, a, like, an introduction, but uh, you, you guys shoot three-gun. We a shoot. A lot of three-gun, and that, of course, involves a shotgun. You're shooting shotguns, carbines or rifles, and a uh, pistol. So what's your favorite shotgun load?
1: Uh well my, f- you know it's kind of like asking what your favorite kid is. I mean <laughs> You're you have, have kids. one. You go, yeah you that's true. Have you still have one. <laughs> um, I usually end up using uh, you know we shoot twelve gauge so yep. I usually end up using a he- seven and a half load that's two and three quarters length um, uh, and goes eleven. I think it's eleven forty five. But my my Benelli eats pretty much everything. So uh, there's some crusher there's some crusher rounds that are nice. Um, Nice for some power. There's uh, the spreaders. So there's mm-hmm. the the shotgun line is extensive. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah Look at this catalog. We, is well,
0: yeah. We've got some People specialty are ammo them, so that she g- takes
2: advantage of because there's there's certain times that you're going to use a spreader. Um, there's a lot of times that you're not. The crusher ammo is a you know a thirteen hundred feet per second one ounce. It crushes um, stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's great for sporting clays. It's got some speed behind it. Those guys. Um, yep. The the M2s really tend to like either the twelve hundred feet per second one and eighth ounce or the 1,165s like she shoots.
0: Yeah, awesome.
1: Then they've got slugs and buckshot and so yeah. Like you
0: said, the line's extensive. You look at the catalog and it's page after page after page. It is. And we're gonna put it.
1: We're gonna. I'm gonna put it to use in France because. I'm going yeah. I'm going to France for the IPSC world shoot here in a couple of weeks.
0: Yeah. Tell us about the world shoot.
1: So every three years, they have a world shoot, a shotgun world shoot, and then they have a rifle world shoot, and then a handgun world shoot. So yep. uh, IPSC is the international body, and then the people in the U.S. may understand that USPSA is the governing body of IPSC. Right. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's not really like three gun. It's not like really anything that we see here. It's a little different, and the Europeans and 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 the russians are really good at the game because that's what they have that's that's really they can focus on it. Yep. They don't really have three guns so yep. it really divides our attention when it comes to trying to be a master at all of them and and those guys that shoot shotgun over there are some, some legit serious times. Right. So but uh, the women's team is uh, me Becky Ackley, Lena Mitchell uh, Lena Mitchellick and Katie Francis. Katie Francis is also sponsored by Fioki. And we uh are the returning gold medal ladies yeah. team, so that's yeah. pretty exciting and uh, I was the returning I'm the returning uh, reserve champion Lena won first I won second, and uh, I think a Russian one third so that's amazing us us and the Russians will probably be on the same squad yeah. battling it out you know yeah um yeah. But it, that, it's really neat. One of the things about our community I love and the gun community is that it's it transcends anything. Race, creed, color, uh, where you're from. You know, we we, we we hang out with Russians and we don't have a problem. Right. No, I guess we're the Russian collusion. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we are <laughs> the problem. Because I don't get the problem. I, I understand that there's a problem, but, but the, you know, they, they probably have, and from what we hear, that, there is a lot of propaganda. There's a propaganda government machine that is does say bad things about America. Yeah. But that community understands that yeah. they they live outside that bubble, and so they know that we are uh, we are kind of just like them.
0: Yeah. Well, you you are unified around you know the shooting sport, right? And uh, just from what I've witnessed, and my perspective of the shooting sports is very limited compared to you guys, and I'm still new at it. But uh, you show up in a match. And it's very easy. People are quick to become friends, right? You know, because you're, you're, especially when you see the Second Amendment on, you know, constantly on a, under attack like it is right now. Uh, this is your family. This is your tribe.
1: Well, you know, and I think it goes further than that. It's more of, uh, you know, we're quality people. That's true. If too. I say so myself, <laughs> I always had I always hashtag. Um, <laughs> I always hashtag love my three gun family. Yeah. And yep. uh, yeah, Yeah. And it, it, I really mean it. They are super duper, they're super duper good people.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So Ryan's okay.
1: Well, I'm a, he, I'm a he's solid sh- seven. He's shady sometimes. Yeah. Shady.
0: He cheats, right? Shady. Yeah. She's calling me fat. Like, she gets under me, but she needs some shade. <laughs> uh, are, are you. Accompanying her over to the world show I'm not. Yeah. I uh
2: I get yelled at that nearly daily for that. But um I've done some some overseas travel in the past and it's like, you know what? I was like we're gonna save the money. She goes, she has a great chance of doing well, so I'm more excited for her yeah. to go. I've got to stay back here and do some other stuff. But
0: Yeah, you like work um, and bring home the bacon and stuff, right?
2: I love bacon. I would literally do anything <laughs> for bacon. I would I would go to France if they had better bacon. <laughs> but uh they don't. I like that pure American pig, so Yeah. <laughs> Spe- speaking
0: of bringing home the bacon, uh, Diana, you spent a long career uh, as a fire, the firearms, a law enforcement officer. Yeah, 22 kind years. Kind of like a firefighter. Yeah, <laughs> except, except better. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, 22 years of Tulsa Police Department, and uh, it was a great career, but. Uh, God kind of had some different plans for me, you know. I've got, I feel like I have a second career now with the shooting sports and yeah. advocating for the Second Amendment. So, yeah, I sucked him out of Jerry Mitchell. Always tells me I ruined a good engineer. Until
2: you think about what he said, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, ha, that's a funny joke. Take that, die. And I'm no kidding, walking across my yard pushing a lawnmower, <laughs> Going, I'm and ruined. I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> <laughs> ruined a perfect. That means
0: I'm now ruined. I see
2: what he was saying, and like I'm. Pissed. like call him up like what, what do you mean what do you mean by that <laughs>
0: no. now Ryan uh, you you work for uh, uh, are, are you part owner at all, or you just work oh,
1: for yeah. F let's do F one firearms. I think we yeah, own it. That
0: would be
2: really great. That'd in fact, beyond awesome. Podgurny <laughs> and Jackie Podgurny, if you guys are hearing this, <laughs> I apparently own part of your company. I don't know. I, yeah. I, no, I know you're heavily no.
0: involved and heavily, you know, vested in the company. I do some
2: consulting work for them. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I had a, I have a pretty extensive background, um, based mainly around engineering, but that would have a lot to do with production materials and processes. So I'm taking yeah. some of that knowledge and applying it to one of my sponsors. Um, they're a, a smaller company, but they're a great company. They've they've but got. They're killing a, it. They're, I see them everywhere. Great. Yeah, they're doing absolutely great. Yeah. They're different, and they're nailing yeah. it. They're nailing yeah. the niche market with um with their skeletonized parts and the um, color. And the color, I like is what's color. Really killing yeah, it. so yeah. it's a proprietary deal. They're the only ones that that can do it. They're the only ones that have access to that. Yeah. Um. They just they're really trying to build what's best, and it's he's Canadian, you know, Canadian, now American for the last like 10 years, but he come down, it's a really great success story. He made, um, you know, a successful business. And he said, you know, I love this country. And he goes, I haven't done anything for it. He didn't serve. He just shows up at 35 and says, I'm going to do this. I'm going to mm. be very successful. So he wanted to give back. He hires a couple of military guys and buys CNC equipment and says, make guns. <laughs> so he's very much pro military, like pro police officers. He's yeah. It's nice. It's good to be around people that that are as every bit of American as the rest of Americans. So
1: well, some of us. <laughs> what do you mean? I think there's a protest going on. I wouldn't call them very American.
2: <laughs> he's he, what I mean is he's as much American as any <laughs> other. Anybody on the inside
1: of the wall? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: have, They're have Americans you, have you too, been like it or
2: not. The protesters are American. It's just it's a different. This is true. There. They're
1: just not being very patriotic, in yeah. my opinion.
0: Yeah. yeah. You've been outside to see... They're the exercising protesters.
1: their constitutional rights, but they yeah. want to squash ours.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Looks like a fairly I, small crowd. I haven't seen
2: it yet. So, I took a picture of it this morning, and there was yeah. actually one guy in a monk suit under a tree. <laughs> um, and he that was, was the a, extent of the he protest. Was yeah. the point? Yeah. The point yeah. Of that contact. was at 1030, though. So maybe they got a late start, or <laughs> I okay. don't know. Maybe they can't come out during the daylight. <laughs> I don't know. There's not unlike a, a vampire.
1: <laughs> uh, so what have you seen at the um, NRA show?
0: Yeah, um, what am I seeing? I am seeing a lot of people here. Which I know, is, which is good.
1: That's a, that's what's kind of amazing. I, I think I may have posted on it on uh, Diana Muller Three Gun on <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> yeah. um, but I was going. I was trying to make a post, and it was all these people. And I was like, "This is this is what this is about. Yeah. This is about the people. This isn't yeah. this isn't really about products for me anyway. It's this is all about um, meeting people. So yeah. and in users.
0: Yeah, I mean product wise, like I'm. Uh, there's there's not like that one product that I hear everybody on the floor talking right. about. You know, like sometimes you have those shows where like there's that one thing that everyone's just got to go see. There's a few cool things. You always find new products, some smaller companies that are, come, you know, up-and-comers. But uh, uh, it's, it's the people, it's the energy, and there's a good vibe and a good energy here.
1: Well, I, one of the coolest things I've learned of and been a part of is, uh, and you probably don't, Aren't aware of it because you're a dude, but they have a ladies luncheon, and it has grown Mm. uh, since I've been here. It has it continues like doubles and quadruples,
0: Mm. so
1: uh, over a thousand women in one room. Yeah,
0: I didn't realize it was that big.
1: Yeah, huge, Uh, and they are uh, they are it's it's a great program, but they are raising money for the NRA. So they raised a bunch of money for the NRA and then they turned around and the coolest thing I've seen, this is where I'm getting to, the coolest thing I've heard of this, this roundabout has been the school shield, which is a, um, basically a program that they're offering to schools for free yeah. to harden their targets and, and all yeah. the way up to arming their teachers if they want to. So the totally. NRA is doing something and right. uh, providing this, you know, something that will actually make our kids safer Yep. I'm like, holy cow, this isn't just a sign. You know, you aren't just throwing a fit. We're offering you solutions. Well, these women raised an additional, I'd say probably $250,000 wow. for that program. Wow. This is after they spent more than that. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So there's some money getting thrown around in there and, and uh, it's all for a good cause.
0: That's great. Yeah. Oh, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Tell us about the DC project and your work there.
1: Okay. So uh, about three years ago, Ryan and I, with Mitchellix, um, yep. were trying to do something uh, as tourists. We were stuck on the East Coast between two bookend weekends, and we tried to go do something fun, and we were going to go be tourists in D.C., and I had a friend that said, do you want to meet your congressman? And I said, eh, <laughs> okay. Sure. We are in D.C. That's what you do yep. in D.C. There's congressmen here. <laughs> So it was during that meeting with uh, my Oklahoma Congressman Steve Russell, uh, who owns a rifle company, so this was a pretty easy conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting there, and I'm like, uh, is there something that we should be doing as professional shooters to reach out to these really uneducated and misinformed legislators? He's like, you know, yeah, maybe me. So we started talking about it, and uh, it kind of grew from there. It was a big light bulb moment, and it's grown from there, and... I realized I can't go into all 50 states, so I um, started reaching out to women because sometimes women, most of the time, women can have a stronger impact when it comes to the Second Amendment. Talking about the Second Amendment, it's not the redneck yeah. Joe Bubba.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with old you Old white guy, so. Plus, you are lo- you look a lot better doing it, too. Well, thank like you. Like you just described, hey. the Bubba's and the.
1: Exactly, Bubba <laughs> over here. Um but no, yeah. I started trying to acquire a mass 50 women, one from every state, and that's where it started. Mm-hmm. And basically what we do is we go in, we have, uh, I, before we go in, I create small teams. This is probably the most laborious part of the pro- project is creating a five person team with a team leader. Uh, so for the women, it's a really easy, um, it's a really easy project because you have numbers, you have safety in numbers and you, you have other people to tell their stories. And all we're trying to do is create a relationship with that legislator or the staffer. Right. And uh, let them know that I'm not the bad guy that you may have heard that I am. This is what gun ownership means to me. I was, uh, I'm survived a victim uh, or horrible attack, or I used my firearm to do this. So just so that they know those stories are out there. And uh, it's, 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 I think it's, you know, it's like st- saving the starfish. That starfish story. You know, why are yeah. you why are you throwing the one starfish? There's a million not here. Yeah. Because I got to save this one. Yeah. You know, I all I can do is do what I can. So I got my yeah. I've at least got 50 other, well probably 45 other women this we can save 45 at a time.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it's awesome. Um,
1: and we have a rally if you're if any of your listeners are interested, there's a rally on Friday, June 22nd. I'm not a rally person. Um, but I can guarantee you that this is a very tasteful rally, and it's not, um, you know, there's no vulgarities, there's no obnoxiousness going on. It's, uh, we have women that tell their stories, a few women tell their stories. We'll have a few VIP speakers and things like that. We won't stay out there over an hour and a half. And this will be in D.C.? This is in Mm -hmm. D.C. between the Capitol and the Supreme Court Mm -hmm. on the Capitol lawn. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So, uh, yeah, if anybody wants to come Come in on a Friday morning. Come to the rally on Friday afternoon. Cool. Tour DC the rest of the weekend. It would be a. Uh, it, it would be a really cool, in my opinion, it would be a really cool vacation.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, Ryan. You doing anything there there to support?
1: Nope. I'm in the background.
0: Nope. <laughs>
1: nope.
0: You see how that was? Nope. Well, you know what just
2: happened now? Is we got closer to the nope actually coming true. <laughs> no,
1: he's he's a huge support.
2: I support her in what she does. So yeah. I, I'm here to help for whatever it is she wants. I don't participate in it. It's kind of her deal and it's yeah. kind it of a girl has deal. A, it yeah, kinda of has course. a flavor of its own and I, I try to respect that and kinda yeah. let her do her own thing. So but yeah. still very proud of what she's doing. Um it's a lot of work. I see the hours that she doesn't hang out with me. Um, the food that we doesn't cook, or the laundry that doesn't get done. Or...
1: He is muttering under his breath now.
2: I'm making that up. That's why I have to. Mumble, oh, that's so. not necessarily
1: true. I, I made half. I that don't. Up. I I'll don't cook. He, he's the cook, that. so that's uh, his support. I'm sitting there yeah. banging away on the computer, and yeah. and he's fixing dinner. So nice. uh, we've got a great partnership. It's uh, a, a huge blessing to be able to do what we do. In the world that we do it. So we're honored. We're honored to represent the people that we do, like Fiocchi and F1 and Benelli and Stoger. It's um, Hyperfire.
0: Hyperfire. Hyperfire. Loophole. 511. Yeah.
1: Can't leave anybody out now. Rock Rock Castle. Castle.
0: How's your chance? Get it out there. (laughs) Yeah. Hashtag, hashtag, I don't know, something. (laughs) Let me look
1: at your shirt. Make sure we're not I'm good. I think we're covered. I think we're covered.
0: Yeah. That's great. Uh, you guys are a power couple, uh you know f- from what i see i mean it's it's fun to see couples in the sport like you are, like the mitcheicks uh and others Yakley family my yeah. goodness I yeah mean, this a is a family they they sport
1: and that's what yep. that's what you know part of my deal is promoting the the shooting sports and it's like mm-hmm. every well besides it being pretty uh expensive uh anybody in your family, look at the Yackleys. Yeah. anybody in your family that the whole family does it, yeah so like I said, it can get pretty expensive, but at least somebody's not sitting on the sidelines while one, one kid's playing soccer.
0: Yeah. And I'll tell you, I mean, that's. And when you got
1: five, what are you going to do? You <laughs> no better joke. start playing the lottery, man.
0: <laughs> My oldest, he, he is just starting to, it's been a hope of mine, but he's just starting to tell me that, Dad, hey, I, I think I want to start doing competitive shooting. How Which old I is was he? like, he's 11. Awesome. And, you know, we've, we've worked on some, a few things and we go shooting together and he's, he's good. But I wasn't really pushing him towards competitive necessarily. It was more just, hey, let's Education. learn to shoot. You know, let's learn Fun. how to do it safely. And Safety. now, you know, he sees some of the matches that I've gotten sh- shot at. He's come and watched a few times. And he's like, yeah, okay, I think I want to do this, Dad. All right, let's do it. So, so this is... And then is... your
1: wallet went, no!
0: <laughs> Well, what happened is, you know, we just had the... the fifth the, one. The fifth one. And he, he just showed up three weeks ago and... With that, com- with him coming and everything going on this year, I have not been able to shoot much thus far. So, uh, where, will we, so we see you out
1: there at all this year?
0: I am. I was hoping to make it out to the uh, Zombies in the Heartland match because I shot that last year, and I he'll be there. I yep. I, I thought that was a fun fun. It match. is fun. Um, it is fun. But it's just not looking like that was going to work out, and uh, <laughs> and then probably the next probably the first major match will be uh colorado three gun okay so in july yep. so try to
2: make the zombie match that uh <sighs>
0: yeah it's it's gonna be tough i'm Wyoming? I, i'm definitely i'm registered for wyoming okay. already yep wyoming governor's
1: match and definitely and that, going it's just weird how i don't know i didn't used to be politically minded at all and and it's and i hate that the second amendment isn't political it shouldn't be political right. but it seems like it has been so polarizing and Everything. So it's nice to see an administration get behind the shooting sports like um, Governor Matt Mead has. Absolutely. It'll be
0: sad to see him go as a governor because I think he's in his last year as governor there. And he's done amazing things in that state for the Second Amendment. And he'd be a great model to see other... Governors and other right. legislators follow. Right. Maybe Absolutely. we can go to
1: Connecticut next.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the Connecticut the three gun match. Yeah. Not drive yeah. yeah. That one.
1: He's on the call as a terrorist.
0: <laughs>
1: so we're not going to start with him. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, it's true. Um, it, like you said, it is a family, uh, it's family sport, um, and it's good people. Um, I'd just, I would just like to ask you, you know, and yeah, we're kind of getting to that point where it's about time to start wrapping up. So, any tips? Uh, so that's basically what I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask Ryan and Diana, both of you, for like one big tip for whether it's a new shooter, someone just coming into the industry, someone that's maybe looking to get into competition, whatever it is like, what's that one thing that you would share with somebody right now?
2: I've got a pretty good story about that, and it it's the same tip. It's been passed on to me from Scott McGregor. and originally came from Barry Duke, I believe. So these are guys that... We know who's good right now, mm-hmm. you know, it, because that's what's cool and that's what's now. But there's been guys that have been good for 30 years, for 40 years. You've got Jerry Mitchell, you've got Tony Holmes, Bruce Pyatt, Barry Duke, yeah. you know, the now. Look the at late him spitting Mike out White. names. Um, <laughs> well, no, uh, you've got guys that are really have been influencers in the industry for a very long time. And one of the things that Barry Duke said, um, I wasn't there for it. Like I said, it was told to me by Scott McGregor was do what other people are. Do what people that are better than you are doing. Mm. So you see all the new gear, you see all the, like, I have to Dremel everything on my shotgun for some reason. I have to change out all the springs that this shotgun engineer, you know, probably put in there for no reason at all. (laughs) But you have to change everything. And, you know, you have to come up with a new gizmo to make you faster. When in reality, you should just shoot better. Yeah. So do what the people that are better than you do. So if you can get on a squad with people that are great, you know, or better than you, pay attention to everything they do. Um, because it probably has a purpose, and yeah. if you're doing things that they didn't do, if you've got some crazy Planner. gizmo that you've done, it probably isn't better. Yeah, and it goes all the way to the plan. You know, if they run a plan and two guys run the plan the same way and they're beating you, ask them. Say, why did you do this? They'll probably tell you because they're going to turn around. They're still going to beat you because a they planned it better than you, and then b right. they shot it better than you did. Right. Um, they're very forthcoming with that. But yeah, that's my that's my one tip is. Uh, do what people that are better than you do yeah
0: specifically where it comes to the shooting yes right
2: yeah it, it could awesome. be shooting it could be planning it could be yeah. gear it could be everything do what they okay. do okay yeah, yeah yeah so
0: gear included but but i liked your point too that you might look at you know shooters like you guys i mean geez you shoot you got Hayes custom guns i'd love one of those can't afford one right now but someday maybe you can have dies. oh what? i like that yeah <laughs> cool yeah why,
1: you know, why part of the DC project give you my business donations. card here's my address you know this is me not
0: supporting your dc project yep. <laughs> you can have her gun i'll give you a donation yep. <laughs> it might not be worth the donation may not be worth <laughs> a haze gun but but hey no but uh, uh but but i like what you said about that as far as like it's not just gear like gear i think helps someone that's really starting to come into their own as a shooter correct right. and they're trying to take that next level but yeah you do, it, do what others are doing and you know i had the pleasure of shooting with you guys on the same squad at zombies in the heartland last year and that was my first major match um it was my first it was a lot of first first super squad to shoot in because <laughs> you guys were all pros on that squad and uh I, I learned some really valuable lessons from that and i appreciate you guys uh for for teaching me a lot of that actually and one of those was just simply you know what, i need to calm down <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, I felt so I remember, hyped up. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm like slow down. Hey, major match, bunch of really always awesome easy people. To get jazzed like, up. like I, I was jazzed all weekend. And, it's and, easy to and get jazzed up, and and it, hurt even
1: me. even at our level. You yeah. know, you put a TV camera on you, you you put twenty five thousand dollars on the line, and there's always there's always a reason yeah. to not focus on your sight picture and pulling the trigger. Right, and if you're mentally tough enough. To discipline yourself to do that, then you can be a great shooter.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's lots of valuable lessons learned, and, and since then I've I've been able to just okay, you know, just just do my Care thing. Care less. Yeah, and uh, yeah, not trying to impress anybody. Careless, just just, focus shoot, just more. shoot the game plan. Yeah, and my game and it's plan still is still tough to do. Yeah, <laughs>
1: I tell myself that all the time. Care less. So,
0: uh, Dai, what's your one tip?
1: Uh, my one tip would be that if you're interested in competitive shooting, that there's a lot you can learn without uh, even taking your guns there. You can go. Mm-hmm. You can um, You can help. You can say, hey, I'm here to learn. I'm new. I've never done this before. I. Uh, what, what do you want me to do? Because they'll put you to work. Yeah. You can reset. You can score. You can tape. Uh, there are things that you can do and and you will learn the game without the pressure of trying to manage three platforms. Yep. Uh, or even one platform. If you're trying to get into the shooting sports, just go and meet the people cuz the people are what you're fall in love with. And the people are uh, the ones that will help you. So and then you can look at their gear. If you're ready, if you feel like you're ready to jump in the deep end, then jump in the deep end with what you have. If it's yep. a pump shotgun, if it's a 45, if it's, you know, whatever, if it's the AR15 with the Carry thing on the top. I mean, bring.
0: Iron to be, to, be in, to be technical. Yeah. Bring. Yeah. To be,
1: bring, yeah, to be technical. <laughs> <laughs> the big joke I always say is I'm Cole Trickle from Days of Thunder, and he's Harry. <laughs> so er, you get in, you get into the weeds. You better ask Harry. Sure. Ask sure. Harry what's going on because yeah. the Cole, old guy. Cole doesn't know. <laughs> Cole only knows how to pull the trigger. <laughs> nice. <laughs>
0: cool. Great. Yeah.
1: Just show up. Show up with what you have, or show up with nothing at all, and ask questions and be uh, participate.
0: Yeah, really good tips, you know. And I wish some of that I had figured out earlier on too, you know, because it took me a long time to go to my first match because I was, I don't know, didn't know what to expect. You're a little bit scared, intimidated, whatever it is. Oh yeah. And but once you get there, you're like, oh, this isn't bad at all, and everyone's cool. Yeah, everyone's family.
1: And another thing that I always tell new people is to your goal should be to have a routine. A routine. calms you down and... a routine when it comes to what you're going to do before you walk up to the line, what you're going to, what your bag is going to look like, where you're going to have stuff in your bag. It's just routines Mm. alleviate a lot of the, the pressure and Mm. the anxiety that comes along with shooting a match.
0: So what's one of your routines since you brought it up?
1: Uh, well we have, we have, well, especially shooting with two people Mm. because when, when he when he takes something and he doesn't put it back, then I don't know where it is. Mm. So it gets, and not that that's ever happened.
0: (laughs) Oh, you should see the look, Ryan. <laughs> but,
1: but if it were to happen, then it's possible to happen because with two people working out of one rig. So we're pretty yeah. blessed to have a Kawasaki Mule, and he built a really nice box, and we have a drawer for everything. So, yeah. it, but I, before that, I worked out of a bag, and I put my, I put all my gear in the same spot every time. Yeah. So if I knew I needed my knee pads, I didn't have to go look <laughs> in my knee. He says I no. <laughs> My knee pads were in the same spot all the time. That was my goal. I'm just uh, saying you have a goal. Right, right. I'm not saying that you actually have to do it. I'm saying that your life would be better if you did. I'm not saying I always do it. Yep. No, but routines are very, very effective for me anyway. And I think that it's a human thing, not just a, yeah. not just a girl thing or a me thing.
0: Agreed. All good stuff. Well, Ryan and I looked at you, Diana. As I said, Ryan, Ryan and Diana, thank you so much uh, for being part of uh, the concealed carry podcast today. And man, get some,
1: get some. Uh, we didn't talk about concealed carry stuff, man.
0: <laughs> we didn't, but we'll have to have you again. Yeah, we yeah. We can do that. Yeah, we can do that.
2: Well, thanks for having us. Yeah, it's thank been a pleasure. you, Ryan. Yeah, Absolutely.
0: so. Uh, folks, uh, where can you know people go to see you guys or learn about you more or, or things that you're involved with?
1: Uh, Facebook is what we mostly manage. Is uh, Di Diana Muller Three Gun D I A N N A Muller M U L L E R yep. Three Gun is my athlete page, and his is Ryan Muller, competitive shooter. Yep. And so we're on that quite a bit. And then Instagram, I'm Di Three Gun, and he's R Muller Three Gun. I think G-N-R. Three G N R Three G N R. Yeah. Yep. Cool. So, yeah, you know, follow us. Let us know what you want to see, where you want us to go.
0: Yep. Cool.
1: Maybe we can get there.
0: And once again, thank you to Fiocchi for making this all possible here today. And so thanks, guys. We'll see you sometime down the road. Soon. All right. Soon, I hope. Yes, sir. Take care. All right. Thanks, Riley. Okay. There you go. Uh, That that wraps up the interview for today. I hope you really enjoyed that. There's a lot of really good little nuggets uh, in, in this interview. I hope, here's what I hope people will take away from this today. If you've been thinking about getting into competition shooting and not really sure where to start or how to get going or you just haven't had the the courage to get out and try it, I hope listening to this, to this today that you'll be pushed just a little bit closer to, you know, the edge, you know, to where you'll be encouraged or enthused about getting out there and just trying it. And that's the best thing that I could say is – you know, I was so hesitant for the longest time to get into co- competition shooting for a variety of reasons. Number one, I didn't really know where to get started. Uh, I, you know, I'd, I heard about all these different things. I mean, I was <laughs> I was a very self-defense focused dude. Uh, I, I owned a gun for self-protection. I carried one on duty as a cop. And that's that was my focus. You know, and I'd hear things like USPSA and IPSC and IDPA and 3GUN and... All, you know all these different things, uh, steel challenge, whatever it is, and not really sure necessarily what all the differences were or what all the different disciplines were about, or you know what's available where and how to get signed up, and it just all these questions, right? What I could tell you is that the competition shooting world, and specifically the three gun world, because that's what I'm most familiar with, are some of the some of the best things that you could possibly be involved with as far as uh, shooting sports go. Uh, people are wonderful they're generous they're helpful they're friendly they'll they'll loan you stuff off of their be- their own gear belts or out of their bags if you need you know if you're if you need if you are in need of something and they'll help you get started i got introduced to competition shooting finally after you know i kind of did some informal things here and there and then i finally did my first official match and ever since then i've been hooked but here's the thing as a self-defense shooter, as a concealed carrier, as a firearms instructor, I have seen my skills just exponentially increase because of what I've learned from competition shooting. There's so you know because you don't get the opportunities, you don't get the repetitions in you know outside of competition like you do. In a competition, it pushes you to your limits as far as what you can do speed wise, you know, whether it's reloads, whether it's shooting, you know, long, you know, longer range targets, closer range targets, whatever it is, like you see all these different contexts, all these different presentations, you're you're on the clock, you're pushing yourself, you want to do well, and it forces you to learn where your limits are. And then that gives you very valuable insight on what your limitations are, what your weaknesses are, and that has allowed me to focus my training on the self-defense side even in a, in a much more efficient manner so I knew exactly where I was weakest and what I needed to be focused on working on. And that is why, besides the fact that it's a lot of fun, <laughs> that's why I, I shoot competitively. And I know a number of other cops and other, you know, I know sometimes we have this kind of debate, like self-defense and competition doesn't really mix or it shouldn't mix, or there's a lot of different opinions on this. I think it's important to keep things in the appropriate context. And I also think it's important to find opportunities to make yourself better as a shooter. My goal in the self-defense world of things is to make the shooting side of self-defense be as automatic as possible so that what I'm focused on is the decision to shoot or not to shoot or focused on the, the tactics that are employed as far as I'm focused on the situation, the people that are involved in the situation, where I'm located, where I'm going, what kind of cover is available, whatever it is. And if I've got to pull that gun out and shoot it, that I want to happen automatically once that decision is made. I don't want to be thinking about my grip or how I'm lining up my sights or you know, what I'm focused on or whatever it is. I want those things to happen as automatically as possible. If a reload has to be performed, a malfunction cleared, whatever it is, and I've had to do those things on the clock. You know, clearing, mal- you, know, it, you, you hate it. It sucks when it happens to you when you're on the clock, you're trying to compete and perform well, and something malfunctions on your gun. It's happened to everybody. Uh, you know what? That's a great opportunity to quickly diagnose what's going on, clear that malfunction, and get back in to the fight, you know, the theoretical fight or the real life fight as quickly as possible. It's, you know, so th- this is this is what I'm talking about. You want the, all that those skills to be ingrained, practiced, memorized, a part of you, so it happens automatically, so that you're focused on the decision making that needs to take place in a self defense situation, in a in a situation where you have a threat that needs to be dealt with or dealt with. So that is what I would say that I hope you take from this. There's a lot of great things you can learn. There's a lot of great places to get started. And there's wonderful people like Ryan and Diana out there where they they will be right there along with you, helping you along. I hope to also help you along as well. If you come out to a three gun match, uh, I hope to see you there. And if you have questions, I'll do my best. I'm far from being an expert, but I'll do my best to share with you what I know and help you along in the sport. Speaking of which coming up, I'm shooting in the Colorado three gun championships. Uh, and Ryan and Diana will not be there. Uh, I know Jerry Mitchell will, will be there. Uh, then I'm coming up, another major uh, match they'll be shooting in is the Wyoming Governor's uh, Cup. Or Governor's Match, excuse me. So that's the Magpul-Wyoming Governor's Match in Cheyenne, Wyoming in the uh, about the first part of August. And Ryan and Diana will be there as well. Uh, I'll be there. I don't know. I think that one might be sold out. But uh, granted, these are major matches, probably not the best place to get started. But still, if you're just looking to get started, get started. Just pick up a gun. People will help you. you. Go slow. Focus on just getting through the match. And you'll learn tons along the way. And so with that, get out there. Take courage. Practice. Find all these opportunities to make yourself better. And I hope to see you out there. So once again, today's episode brought to you by our honorary sponsor, Fiocchi Ammunition, FiocchiUSA.com, and by the currently going on, uh, it'll it'll wrap up at 11.59 p.m. on July 6th. That's when our Happy Birthday America sale ends. It's already started, just started this morning as I'm recording this, and it ends basically at midnight on July 6th. Happy Birthday America sale, happybdayamerica.com. Go check it out. Incredibly, hugely marked down products uh, that you're not going to want to miss out on. So anyway, with that, time to wrap it up. Uh, we will see you next episode, obviously. <laughs> we This week's going to be a little bit interesting with Independence Day and all that going on. Uh, it, yeah, it, I don't know exactly how things are going to get out or the schedule that they will occur on. Uh, I'm actually technically sort of on vacation and, uh, Jacob and and Matthew and others. There's just a lot going on here. So just know the episodes will get published. We'll get it out to you. Uh, we definitely don't want you to be without your concealed carry podcast content, uh, during a, a holiday week, even like this. So, uh, I should be back to our normal schedule next week. Uh, what would be like the 10th, I think, or 11th Tuesday of next week, we'll, we'll have our usual news episode should be published on the normal schedule, uh, should be, should occur at or around 11 a.m. Mountain time, uh, technology permitting. That's all. It seems like that's what it always comes down to. Like we say we'll, we'll do those episodes at 11 a.m. Uh, uh, mountain time on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And it just seems like so often something doesn't quite go right and, technology just doesn't want to play along nicely as far as getting that all set up and getting us on Facebook live uh, as we do those uh, live on Facebook typically. So anyway, look for us about 11 a.m. next Tuesday if you, you know, want to know when we're going to be back on our usual schedule. That should be when it occurs. So with that, we're going to sign off. Take care. Be safe out there. Have a great week. We'll see you next time.